Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> we closed out that last hour talking about the quarterback situation involving the Jets, potentially who it could be, who it might not be, the options, and... You know, Aaron Rodgers has certainly become the flavor of the month because of the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett, and everybody wants to put two and two together because of the relationship between those two, which is which is a dangerous road to travel down. You know, the Jets did not hire Nathaniel Hackett thinking, oh, you know, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers, so that's going to help deliver Aaron Rodgers. Because you know what? It didn't help the Denver Broncos any last year. And, yeah, they got Russell Wilson, and we know that it was a disaster. But, you know, one is not necessarily going to lead to the other here. But you know that there is going to be a veteran that's going to be brought in from the outside. Question is, who is that going to be? Now, as far as Rodgers is concerned, I mentioned it earlier. June 1st, if he is moved before then, Packers get charged $40 bucks, dead cap hit. They don't want that. So where do things go right now? It's going to have to be a trade. They're not, Packers are not just going to dump Aaron Rodgers and cut him. You know that they're going to want to get something in return, as they should. Adam Schefter was on SportsCenter this morning and had this to say regarding any sort of possible transaction that the Packers could be looking to entertain. Take a listen. It's a real possibility. I think there are people around the league who believe ultimately that Green Bay is going to trade Aaron Rodgers. He certainly sounds like a quarterback who is prepared for that possibility. But at some point here in the coming days, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to have to sit down and have an open, frank discussion about what each side wants to do moving forward. And there are people who believe the Packers are open to trading him, and there are people who believe that Aaron Rodgers would like to finish his career somewhere else. We haven't heard either side address that specifically. It's just out there, as it was a couple of off-seasons ago with Aaron Rodgers. And until we hear otherwise, that will continue to remain a possibility for a variety of reasons driven by the numbers involved, the salary cap situation, his contract, the state of the franchise, his own feelings. But the idea that Aaron Rodgers could be traded this offseason is a very real possibility. Well, I mean, you know, um, you saw him walk off the field after that Sunday night game that they lost to the Detroit Lions. You know, he kind of took it all in. Him and Randall Cobb walked off arm in arm kind of thinking that this was going to be the last rodeo, the last dance. And there's a distinct possibility it could be. I mean, I think that, you know, we kind of got evidence of that a few weeks back after that game. A lot earlier than even before you even heard this report. You could kind of, you know, read which way the tea leaves were going. Not to mention the fact, I mean, we've been kind of down this road with Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of seasons. We didn't know if he was going to play, if he wasn't going to play, if he was coming back, if he was happy with the Packers, if he wasn't. You know, he's off jet-setting in Peru and doing all these other things. Where was his commitment to football and, and, and all those other things? So let, let, let's just speculate for a second, right? Let's allow ourselves to go there. What happens if this is going to be a jet possibility? You know, if this is if this is even on the table, it's going to have to happen later in the summer, later in the off season. 
Do you have any apprehension? Do you have any kind of concern that this might be a Brett Favre situation 2.0 again? Which the Brett Favre situation worked out good for maybe, you know, two-thirds of the season. But then that last chunk didn't work out all that great. When he got hurt, didn't really report it. And then the team went in the tank. Eric Mangini ended up getting fired at the end of the year. Right? But he's going to come in late, which means you're not going to really have an off-season program. Are you going to have to sit here and kind of play that game of, well, is this a one-year thing? Is it a two-year thing? Because remember, Favre was one and done. Favre made it seem like he was stepping away, that he was retiring. But you know that all he was trying to do was find a way to get to Minnesota. That's where he really wanted to be. He wanted to go be a Viking so he could stick it to the Green Bay Packers, which he ultimately got a chance to do. But he had to retire for that to happen or say that he was retiring. So would you have any problem if you're a Jet fan bringing in Aaron Rodgers knowing that it might just only be one year and he may not necessarily be, you know, all in beyond just one season? And I know that it's going to be a step up from what they had. I acknowledge that. I mean, you'd be a fool not to. But there are no guarantees. And they would have to, I mean, if you're waiting until three months down the road before this might even become a reality or when it becomes official or like, you might potentially miss out on some other targets. Because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy that he could wake up one day and he could be like, oh, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, maybe I'll play, maybe I won't play. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, he could be that guy. And you might think that you might entertain a relationship with him. And then ultimately, you know, a couple of weeks later, he's like, nah, you know what, I'd change. I, nah, I'm not really into it. And in the meantime, you had a couple of other quarterback targets you could have chased that maybe went on to a different team. And then what do you do? Now, the money is a big thing, Right? He's on the hook, or whoever brings him in, is on the hook for $60 bucks, all guaranteed for 2023. That's just in salary. But it's only a $15.8 million cap hit. $32.5 gets moved over to 2024 because the signing bonus is prorated over four years. That's why the cap hit is low. So that's not terrible. I mean, if you get a quarterback of his caliber at only 15 and change, that is very, very workable. But he's going to be guaranteed $109 million for the next two years. $109 million. That's not my money. That's not your money. That's the owner's money. If he had no problem paying that, writing that check, by all means do it. Right? Make it happen. Because what's the downside? Doesn't work out? Well, then you better have an insurance policy. And I don't consider Zach Wilson an insurance policy which means that they better go out there and at least have somebody else in the offing. Is that Mike White? Don't know. But I could see a scenario where Mike White is back here next year, and you also have that veteran from the outside who comes in to be the starter, which means you might be looking at Zach Wilson as being the number three on the depth chart next season. Because if you have – if your quarterback room is Mike White, Zach Wilson, and then whatever veteran you want to acquire, whether that's Garoppolo, whether it's Rodgers, whether it's Carr. That guy's the starter. Mike White's the backup. And Zach Wilson is your number three. That's how I would map it out. 
Because God forbid something happens to the starter, who would you feel more comfortable putting in the game? I think obviously the answer is Mike White, as we saw. Now, the Derek Carr situation, because we haven't talked about him yet, he's got a no trade. But February the 15th, which is only a couple of weeks from now, that's the deadline before his contract becomes guaranteed for next year. So if you're the Raiders, you want to make a move before February the 15th. Is that an avenue that the Jets appear poised to go down? Something's going to happen here. You know that there's going to be another quarterback that is going to be here. The question is who, and the question is when. Because the timeline with each of these guys, I think, presents a unique case to whether you make a strong enough argument to bring them in. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Charlie in Allendale up next here on 98.7. Charlie, how we doing? Good. How are you? Um, uh, I I just wanted to say, you know, I think obviously we all know, but this next move, whatever the Jets do, is so crucial. I mean, you, you have Lamar Jackson still out there, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, eventually, you know, especially with all the timelines you're putting out, they have to figure out what they're doing. And especially if you're going to keep Wilson, whether it's a one-year deal, a two-year deal, whoever it is, it's honestly their only option with where they drafted him. And he has to sit back and hopefully learn from a veteran. And hopefully you do two good things at once. You, you bring in a veteran, and Zach Wilson can sit back and learn for at least two years, and then you go from there. But this next move, whoever they choose, it's, it's so big. It's so crucial. It's, it's, it's huge. Charlie, you're absolutely right. And here's the thing about Zach Wilson. I thank you for the phone call. I'm not as, um, how can I put this? I'm not as romantic about the whole developing Zach Wilson thing as the Jets at least publicly claim to be. You know, I, I, I can't really go along with that one. And here's why. You know, Charlie kind of hit it on the head a little bit. Let's say you bring in a veteran. And he plays for two years. And supposedly Zach Wilson is going to stand by and watch and quote-unquote develop for the next two years. Well, okay. Then that's the end of his rookie contract. Don't they have to make a decision about his fifth-year option? So who in their right mind, like if you're the Jets, for example, do you really think then if that's the case – they're going to sign Zach Wilson to a new contract or, by the way, kick in his fifth-year option, which is going to be a, a ridiculous amount of money for a guy that hasn't played in two years and you have no idea if he's developed or ready or anything along those lines. So, I mean, to me, that's like lip service more than anything else. What I think that the whole goal of this is is they don't want to continue to bury him publicly. They want to at least keep his stock up to the rest of the NFL Right, at least outwardly, to where, you know, if they could find anybody that's willing to give them a bag of balls for Zach Wilson, they'll take it, whether it's this year, whether it's next year. They're not going to sit there and slam the guy and say that he's a bum and say that he's a scrub and say that he's a bad guy. Not to say that any of those things are true, and they're not. But they're not going to tarnish his stock because they want to be able to get something for him at some point down the line. So they're going to say all the right things publicly, but do I think that Zach Wilson is magically, you know, snap your fingers, going to ultimately be the the answer and the solution for the New York Jets as the franchise quarterback? No, I don't. Because I think that 
we saw everything play itself out the way it did this past year to where none of those things would give you that indication at all. You know, it's a bottom line business. You got to produce. You got to go out there and get it done. And, you know, just this past year, the guy got benched not once, but twice. Second time for a guy that wasn't even 100% or close to 100% to play. They had broken ribs, and they sent Mike White out there in Seattle to play on New Year's Day. That's really what they thought about Zach Wilson. They're trying to win a game. They're trying to make the playoffs. Let's take the guy who's got fractured ribs because he gives us a better chance than Zach Wilson. And guess what? I don't disagree. 800-919-3776. Championship Sunday. We're talking football. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Just put a uh, good old-fashioned Twitter poll up like all the kids used to do back in the day. Who will meet in Super Bowl 57? I feel that that's kind of, you know, an appropriate question today. You know, we don't have to do too much thinking. It's a real last true football Sunday. So nice and easy for you. Head to my Twitter, at Dan Grasso or the stations. And you can vote. It's easy to vote. You know, there's no electioneering. You're not going to have people outside the polling area handing you flyers and bumper stickers and that type of thing. Just just cast your vote. Who do you think's winning today? And we'll see how the uh, see how you guys do when the show's over and see what do you guys think. We'll tell you what we think before we get out of Dodge here, and that will be before 2 o'clock. Let's say hi to Brock in Huntington. He's up next here on 98.7. Brock, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing, Dan? Brock. Good, Brock. What's up? Not much, man. I'm really pumped about the matchups today. I think you got beast mode kind of defense first game. Then we got Mahomes and Burrow in the second game, so it should play out nicely. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, though, was just kind of Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've seen this over the years, and it's kind of disrespectful. You have the situation, guys having the biggest day of his life. He gets drafted last. He's with his mom and his dad and all that, and then they call him Mr. Irrelevant. I kind of feel bad for that situation. And we got this guy Brock Purdy on the verge of the Super Bowl in year one. I think it's an amazing story here, man. I'm pulling for him. It is. It, it would be something. And not only that, and, and Brock, thanks for the football. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Good name, too. Um, like I said, he'd make history. You know, there's not been a rookie quarterback that has won a conference championship game yet. And if he's the first, he's probably the most unlikely of any of the guys. Right? Because he was, after all, the last pick in the draft. You know, Joe Flacco was a first-round pick. Mark Sanchez was a top-ten pick. Um, 
Ben Roethlisberger, first-round pick. Sean King wasn't a first-round pick. I can't remember when he was drafted, but um, I know he wasn't the last pick of the draft, and those are the four other guys who, have, as rookie quarterbacks who have started in conference championship games. We'll see. Uh, let's say hi to Artie in Brooklyn. He's up next. Art, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Dan, how's it going, buddy? Good, Art. What's up, bud? All right. You, you, you know, we have a choice of three, it looks like, hopefully. Rodgers, Carr, and Garoppolo. Which, whichever one we get, obviously we're going to be in better in a better position at, at quarterback. But yet, whoever we get, I can't honestly say that we're going to be the pick to win the, to be in the Super Bowl. It's just to make the playoffs. And Salah's coaching for his life. And Joe Douglas, I don't know, maybe he's in jeopardy too. If the whole goal is to make the playoffs, who do you think is the, is the move? Like, is Rodgers paying all that money and giving up the picks? Is that the best team that you're going to put? I know it's the best quarterback, but it's not necessarily the best team, right? You can go with Carr, you got to give up picks. I think they're going with the Garoppolo. They don't have to give up anything. He knows the system. They like to play that system, San Francisco. And here's one last thing. Okay? I'm watching the 49ers with guys like Purdy, um, you know, big, take themselves to the, the NFC Championship. That's because they have a top three defense. Sally is a defensive-minded job is to get this team to that position. They're not even close to being a top three defense. All right. All right. Close is not right. But they are not a top three defense. I think they still missing places. Where are they missing? Are they missing on the line? Are they missing at safety, at middle linebacker? What's going to make that team the San Francisco 49ers on defense? All right, Dan, thanks for taking the call, buddy. All right, you'll be good. Um, Jets were actually number four this year defensively, statistically. If you want to go yards, points, you know, defense is pretty good. I Look. I, I think there's a couple of areas. I mean, maybe today's not the day to sit here and break down the defense and where they need to go defensively because that's not the most pressing concern when you're talking about the roster. But there's a couple of things they could shore up. Um, they're probably going to have to address the linebacker position in the offseason. That would be number one because you got a couple of guys, Quan Alexander and Quincy Williams, who are free agents, don't know if they're going to be back. You're going to have to go out there and get a safety because I don't think LaMarcus Joyner is coming back. He was close to retiring before last year came back and then got hurt at the end of the season. So I think you're going to get at least one new safety in there. And, you know, you might have to replace a couple of guys on that defensive line, you know, who are free agents, uh, especially on the interior. Uh, Sheldon Rankins is a free agent. I hope he comes back. He's a good dude, good player, great dude. Um, you don't know who they're going to ask to maybe take a pay cut. You know, that's the other thing. If you're talking about bringing in a quarterback, it's not exactly breaking news, but quarterbacks cost money. You know, you want a quarterback, he's going to cost you. You want nice things, you're going to have to pay. So you're going to have to make some difficult decisions maybe with other players. Guys that are ate, eating up a lot of your cap and saying, you know, maybe we can scrimp here, scrimp there, so we can allocate more to this position. And clearly, Roger's probably going to cost you more than anybody else. Even though the cap hit isn't what it is, like I said, it's only going to be $15 bucks. But, you know, you still need that cash to pay him. And as far as, like, what guy would be the best, I mean, look, all three of those guys, they all have checks against them. I could sit here and tell you 
that if they were really a slam dunk, oh, the perfect choice, perfect, then they'd still be with their teams. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo was the perfect choice, he'd be quarterback of the 49ers today in the NFC Championship game. He's not. He's hurt. Right? And the Niners have already tried to move on from him. Derek Carr, if he was perfect, the Raiders would just be continuing to run it back with him and Josh McDaniels going into next year. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't at this point of his career, and if Green Bay wasn't at the point where they are with a guy in Jordan Love who they drafted in the first round and ultimately want to give the reins over to him, then Aaron Rodgers wouldn't potentially be available. You know, you're not trading for Joe Burrow. You're not trading for Patrick Mahomes. You know why? Because they're untouchable. So to be available, there's a reason for that. There's no slam dunk perfect choice out there who potentially could be had. If you have a quarterback, you're not parting ways with them in this league. That's just how it works. But which guy, I mean, you know, the way Artie was putting it about, like, well, who's the best guy to get us to the playoffs or get you to Super Bowl? I mean, to get to a Super Bowl, you got to make the playoffs first, right? That's, that, that's first and foremost here. If you're asking me which of the three guys has the potential to play at the highest ceiling, I mean, naturally, the answer is Aaron Rodgers. He's the only guy out of those three that is a lock to go to the Hall of Fame, who's won four MVP awards. And say this about Aaron Rodgers. Last year might have been a, a step, or I say last year, this current season that we're still in, might have been a slight step back for him coming off of two straight MVP awards. But if a Jet quarterback had the same season that Aaron Rodgers had this past year, Jets are in the playoffs this year. I mean, it goes without saying. But Rodgers was playing with a broken thumb, which he suffered against the Giants, ironically enough. You had offensive linemen that were in and out of the lineup all year trying to break in another new crop of young wide receivers. And, you know, Watson was great, but it took him a while to really get going and to get acclimated and to establish that rhythm with Rodgers. You know, Jets got some work to do on the offensive line. Right now there's only two guys who you could say are guaranteed to be back as starters. So if you bring in a Rodgers, you bring in a car, whoever it is, you better get that offensive line straightened out or whoever that guy is, he's not going to have a chance. Really and truly. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Championship Sunday. Dan Gross' show. We're coming right back on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show 
on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone. But let's get a quick early look at our Twitter poll that we put up for who do we think is going to be in Super Bowl 57. And the answer is so far, well, kind of by a decent chunk, Cincinnati and San Francisco. 43.9%, you guys think. So the two road teams you think are going to reach football glory today. Coming up next is Cincinnati and Philadelphia, 29.8%. So people are in on the Bengals. They think that's the team. They think that's the pick. We'll do our pick probably mm, about an hour from now. And remember, we're with you till 2 o'clock. Then it'll be our pal Ty Butler. Let's say hi to Joe in Queens. He's up next here on 98.7. Joseph, good morning. How are you? Good afternoon. Hi, Dan. How you doing, man? I appreciate, man, you, you taking the call. Uh, Thanks, Joe. What's up? My three, things, my three things is with the Jets, uh, three starting quarterbacks, man. I think we need all three chains. Um, I don't think you need to bring back Mike White. You need to put Jack, and I know you're not going to like this, but you got to put Zach back at two because you can always draft his replacement or Mike's White replacement in that third spot for this year or next year. Now, as far as, like, the starting quarterbacks, um, the, the best option for New York to go is is I, I know everybody likes Rodgers, but I, I just don't know if he's ready to come to New York. You know, he has to – the minute you call him, he has to say that he's ready to come. Other than that, if he's not ready, he needs to think about it, then you just got to jump on call. You know, and I think it saves money, saves picks, and they can really build up that offensive line if they do go the car route. I'm just wondering what do you think about that as far as, like, Zach being number two and drafting either his replacement or Mike White replacement later. Well, Joe, Joe let me ask you this. How, how do you know that Derek Carr is ready for New York? That's the thing. That it, it's, the, it's the New York thing. That's what gets everybody. Everybody's not made for New York unless you're a New Yorker yourself. You know, it's you could see it rattle Zach Wilson. It, it, he couldn't even handle it. You know, I think Carr is more mature than Zach. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is a little arrogant for New York. But um, it, to me, that's like the best fit, man. You know, um, as far as like money-wise, pick-wise, and rebuilding the team-wise. Because I don't think you're going to have those same options if you get uh, Rodgers. Joe, you know what it is, and I, and I thank you for the phone call. It, it, you're, you kind of just added a little bit more fuel into what I said about 10 minutes ago. Is that each of these guys that we're talking about, I could give you a compelling case as to why it's not going to be a good fit. And, the, you know, the arguments against bringing them here. And I don't know if Carr, you know, Carr's the guy who's really emotional, who's really fiery. He's kind of one of these wears his heart on his sleeve stuff. I mean, let's say things are going bad. Right? Let's say they hit a rut. He's not playing well. And you know how the media is here, for example. Like, how is that going to play out if he doesn't maybe take to that too kindly? It's one thing dealing with the media, you know, not to say that he was a bad guy, not by any stretch. You know, but in Oakland, Vegas, different than here. And I've heard people say, you know, around the league that maybe he's not, he's not a New York type guy. You know, we know Aaron Rodgers' personality, and he's kind of quirky and all those things. The guy who out of the three who might be not might be, I think who's probably the most even-keeled and would embrace the situation and maybe won't be flustered by playing here is, is Garoppolo. You know, because he, he's had experience. You know, he grew up in the pressure cooker out there with the Patriots. 
you know, learned underneath Tom Brady, saw how he had to handle all the media, all the attention. I'm not just talking about, like, the, the Boston media. Think about all the big games that the Patriots played in while Garoppolo was up there. Playoff games, Super Bowls, those type of things. He saw that up close firsthand. And I've said this about Garoppolo. There have been guys that have played with him along the way in his career that rave about him, rave about him as a leader, as a player, you know, somebody that when they take the huddle, you believe that he's the guy in charge. And they said he learned all that from Tom Brady. That was a valuable apprenticeship for Garoppolo. Because everything that he absorbed by watching Brady do it, he took with him once he finally got his chance in San Francisco. Now, look, he's had some bad luck along the way for the 49ers, right? The injuries have not helped. For whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan has tried to, you know, find another guy to take over for him, and they thought that Trey Lance was going to be that guy, and now they stumbled into Brock Purdy, and Garoppolo's going to be playing someplace else next year. No harm, no foul. And the funny thing about the situation with Garoppolo in San Francisco is – you didn't think he was going to be on the team in 2022, right? You went into the offseason a year ago, and they had looked like they were going to move on. They basically said, that, remember, Jimmy Garoppolo last year at the end of the season, when he was saying goodbye to the media, he was basically saying goodbye to San Francisco. You know, thanks for the memories. I'm done. I'm going to miss this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm done. And then I can't remember what month it was. I think it was sometime in the spring. Like the organization, they did this about face and they put out this statement saying, yeah, you know, we, we renegotiated the contract and we decided that it's best to bring him back and he was going to be the backup plan to Trey Lance. They were going to turn the organization over to him. Well, funny thing happened. Trey Lance got hurt. Jimmy takes over and they win. They just win games. You know, they went to the NFC Championship game last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. This year, look, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to throw cold water on Brock Purdy and what he's done, but do you really think that if Garoppolo had not gotten hurt and he was the quarterback, that the Niners would not be playing in this game today? No, I still think they're in the NFC Championship game, even with Jimmy G. So you're then talking about a guy, potentially, who's going to back-to-back -back championship games, who took a team to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and look, he didn't have his best day. You know, especially in the second half, there were plays to be made, he didn't make them. But the guy wins. And isn't that, at the end of the day, what you're looking for more often than not? You want a guy that's going to be able to win your football games. I talked about the win-losses record for a head coach and a quarterback and how important that is, and they were the only ones that, you know, get that saddled next to their name. Jimmy Garoppolo's record as a starting quarterback is 40-17. and 17. He started 57 games. He's won 40 of them. You mean to tell me that if you're a Jet fan, for example, that you wouldn't sign up for that? You know? You know, there's 17 games in the regular season. So 17, 34, 51. Let's just say 51. Okay? Over the next three years. If you win 38 of those 51 games, you're going to complain? His record in the playoffs as a starting quarterback is 4-2. and two. He's won two-thirds of the game he's played. So let's add in the playoffs to the regular season. 4-2 and two plus 40-17. and 17. So that's 44-19 and 19 playoffs included as a starting quarterback. What's the problem? What's the problem? 
And all that is is costing you money. You don't have to trade for him. And you know that Joe Douglas and any GM, they love their draft capital. They love their draft picks. They don't want to part with them at all. Push comes to shove. Jimmy G might be your guy. He might be your best fit. Now, look, the offense that Nathaniel Hackett runs, yes, it's West Coast in theme, but there are slight variations to specifically the offense they were running last year under Mike LaFleur, the Shanahan West Coast system. That's why everybody kind of pinpointed Garoppolo throughout the year as he was going to be the guy and he was the best fit because he knew that system inside and out. So there's concepts and there's principles as to what Hackett comes from, which, you know, like I said, there's similarities, but it's slightly different. It's like, you know, you can all speak, you know, you speak a, a, a foreign language with slight variations to it, if you will, right? If you, I say, oh, you speak Spanish, but there's like different dialects, for example. That's what it is. But it doesn't mean that he can't figure it out or he won't learn it. He can. And that's a move that you can make within the next, you know, as soon as free agency opens, boom, go get your guy. No drama, no waiting around, not worrying about cap hits or deadlines or any of those type of things. I think if you're a Jet fan and you got a guy who's going to be your starting quarterback, who's 44-19 and 19 as a starter in his career, compared to what you've trotted out there for the last decade at the position, you're really going to complain about that? A guy who wins? I don't see how you can. 800-919-3776. Coming right back. Championship Sunday. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Eagles and Niners going to kick things off in the NFC title game in Philly. Chiefs-Bengals a little bit later on in KC. Going to be chillier in KC. They said temperature in the teens around kickoff. Cold, no precip, but, you know, football weather. January, that's what you would expect this time of year. But I t- and look, I, I know that it's their thing. It's their – it's what they cater to and everything, but – and usually on Sundays, I don't watch any of these shows because I'm, I'm tied up, you know, doing the Jet stuff. But these pregame shows on television, on these, like the NFL Network, for example, I saw they have a six-hour pregame show today that they're doing leading up to the NFC Championship game. And I understand that this is their bread and butter. This is their thing. It's, it's champion. But there's two games today. 
How in God's name are you filling six hours talking about two games? I mean, they don't even do that much content on a normal football Sunday when you have a full slate. <laughs> I mean, six hours. I, I don't know if there's anything on this planet that I could bear with for six hours. And I got friends who work on these shows or whatnot. And, you know, more power to them. But my gosh, that is a long. I don't know how many c- people could just stay with it consistently over that amount of time. Or they just expect people to, like, pop in or out. I don't know. Whatever. Not our issue. Uh, Craig and Westwood up next here on 98.7. Let's talk a little G-Men. What's up, Craig? Yeah. Hey, um, good afternoon. Happy Championship Sunday. Um, Same to you, um, Craig. Big, big jo- yeah, no worries. Uh Big Giant fan, really uh, just wanted to talk about some stuff I've been hearing about Daniel Jones. Um, you know, I he had a good year. I think that the Giants should definitely bring him back. But from what I'm reading and hearing is that he's apparently asking for $35, $40 million a year. I just want to get your opinion on what you think they should really offer him over that, uh, you know, really offer him in contract-wise. I think $40 million is... It's a little excessive for a guy just had really one good year. And, uh, you know, on the Jets' point as well, I think they should go Jimmy G out of anybody else um, so they can save their picks. And I'm not even a Jet fan, but I know a couple right. of my family members are. So, Well, well, let me ask you a question about, about Daniel Jones. I'll yeah. ask it to you this way, Craig, first and foremost. How much of the success that he had this year, how much do you attribute that to Brian Dable? Oh, I, I contribute a hundred percent of it. You know, I mean, obviously he's, he's a talented guy. He's just, he's got a high football IQ. Um, I just think with, you know, um, some more pieces added, obviously a more uh, dominant wide receiver interior line getting built up a little bit more, but with his feet and everything and the, the consistency of not turning the ball over was a huge step this year. And I a hundred percent credit uh, Brian Diebold for that. I, who I absolutely I, I, love, too, by the way. And I th- absolutely. And, and he should win Coach of the Year. Hopefully he gets that honor in a couple of weeks. And I thank you for the phone call. He, here's the thing. I do think that Dayball has a, a large sum of responsibility for how well Jones played this year. I mean, look, you saw a little bit of a drop-off in Josh Allen with Dayball not there in Buffalo this year, right? So I think he gets a lot of the credit. But don't think for a second the Giants aren't going to try to use that in negotiations because I think that there is truth to it. So if you look at the franchise tag for the quarterback position, it's in the neighborhood of $32 million, thereabouts, okay? So if you're Daniel Jones and they could just tag you, you're making 32. That's the starting point in any sort of negotiation if you're trying to map out a multi-year contract, which means you want to go up even higher than that number. So, you know, the 35, I think 40 is a little excessive, but I don't think 35-ish, you know, is kind of outlandish. Right. And I think that that's probably the neighborhood in which they're going to settle something on. I mean, they're not going to blow him out of the water with a contract. And if you're Daniel Jones and his people, you can't be unrealistic to suggest that you should command that much money because I, I, I don't think that he's worthy of it. He had a good year. You know, he's in a good situation right now. He's got a good support system, a good coaching staff. Now let's see what the organization does to go out there and give him more weapons because, you know, maybe, and if you're a Giant fan, this is what you hope. Let's say they go out there and they get him better wide receivers and they could stay healthy. And that next year maybe he puts up even better numbers. Remember, he only threw 
15 touchdown passes this year in 16 games. You know, in a passing league, that ain't great. So you're not going to give him a blank check. He had a good year, absolutely. Played winning football, competent football, easily the best season of his career. But you can't pay him like one of the highest paid players in the league. And and the Giants aren't going to do that. They'll find a nice agreement because in a perfect world, get the quarterback taken care of. And then if you want to bring back Saquon, then you could slap the franchise tag on him because it's only going to cost you like 10 million bucks, which is a lot more equitable compared to some crazy outlandish number. But these are tough decisions you got to make. You know, it's not just those two guys. If you're the Giants, you've got other important players that you have to deal with. Dexter Lawrence, who's an all-pro player. He became one of your best players on your team. He's entering the final year of his rookie contract. Same thing with Xavier McKinney. You know, if the Giants identify them as guys that you would like to keep around long-term, which, at least in Lawrence's case, I don't see why you wouldn't, that's going to cost money. The Leonard Williams situation, that's going to have to be dealt with. You know, he's only making or due to make $18 million this year, but the cap hit is 32 mil. You want Leonard Williams eating up $32 million of your salary cap next year? Of course not. And the Giants aren't going to allow that to happen. So what do you do? You have a couple of options. You can give him a short-term contract extension, which, yes, you're throwing more money at him, but at least it minimizes the cap hit for 2023. You know, you spread out the signing bonus money over a couple of years to bring that cap hit number down. And if Leonard Williams isn't interested in that or if he doesn't want to take a pay cut or – Then the last resort is, okay, you know, you go your separate ways, and then you cut them, which saves you, you know, I think about maybe like $10, $12 million, but then you're going to have a huge, huge uh, dead cap hit that you're going to have to incur. So the best situation, I mean, is to probably work out some sort of a, well, best situation is for him to just take the pay cut, which I don't know if he's going to be agreeable to do. Otherwise, you're probably better off doing a short-term extension. Uh, Let's say hi to... Mitch in East Windsor. He's up next here on 98.7. Mitch, how we doing? Mitch, how we doing? Good, John. How we doing? I'm going to see my grandson, so I'll make this quick. Nice. Uh, my thing is 49ers, Cincinnati. Guy borrowed me. Mahomes is 100% healthy, no matter how they cut it. And I think how many teams, how many times have you seen a team that had three starting quarterbacks as the 49ers? I think they would have made it to the, with the championship game with Trey Lentz. And thanks for taking my call. Mitch, thanks for the call. I don't know if they would have made it to the championship game with Trey Lance. Um, but, yeah, that's why you give him credit. You know, Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of credit for what he's been able to do with this team this year. Three quarterbacks all the way to the championship game and maybe all the way to the Super Bowl if they could find a way to win one more here in the next 60 minutes. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough today. It really and truly is. I mean, to say that the quarterback is probably going to have to play mistake-free football would be an understatement. But San Francisco is kind of that team out of the four that are left. Like, you know, there's this this whole kind of back and forth about what works, what's the right formula to be successful in the NFL nowadays. San Francisco still, to me, is that team that you think of them, you think defense. Right? They got the number one defense in the NFL. Can you ride a defense all the way to a Super Bowl and win you a championship. You know, there have been only a few exceptions over the last couple of decades. Can the Niners be that team again with a rookie quarterback, a seventh-round pick, getting it done? Be a hell of a story, would it not? 
All right, we still got an hour to play with. We'll take plenty of your phone calls at 800-919-3776. We'll give you some picks. Got to touch on the disaster at the Barclays Center yesterday as far as the Knicks are concerned. And also, the whole Burrow-Mahomes matchup, it's kind of generating and giving me some vibes about maybe a movie we've seen before. And it really didn't happen all that long ago either. Lot to unpack here over the next hour. Dan Gross' show till 2 right here on 9870 ESPN.